new on Curiosity Street. Louis B. Mayer, Jack Warner, William Fox. Hollywood was the city of dreams, but the beginnings were a nightmare. You will never work in this town again! It's Titans, the rise of Hollywood. And Merapi, one of the world's most active volcanoes. Can we better predict its next deadly eruption? A new expedition hunts for life-saving answers on exploring the volcano. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. and I'll be filling in for Pamela Clark on today's show on education and the news. This show highlights various news events and happenings in the education sector across U.S. and beyond. I will start the show with scholarship news and stories. Winberg Foundation commits $1 million for Ukrainian assistance. The Baltimore-based Harry and Jeanette Winberg Foundation has announced emergency grants totaling $1 million in support of longtime foundation partners responding to the crisis in Ukraine. Since the invasion by Russian troops began on February 24th, hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians have fled the country into neighboring Poland, Hungary, Moldova, and other European states. Recipients are working on the front lines to assist refugees, and many of whom are Jewish. Approximately 200,000 Jews live in Ukraine, including 60,000 in Kiev and 40,000 each in Dnipro and Havok, with the remainder scattered across Odessa and the rest of the country. Grants include $500,000 to the International Rescue Committee, which is working to mobilize resources and connect with its partners on the ground to establish a response that will provide critical support to civilians forced to flee their homes. $250,000 to the American Jewish Joint Distribution Com Committee, which is focused on delivering care to older adults and families. And the remaining $250,000 to the Jewish Agency for Israel, which is preparing for a significant and rapid increase in emergency aliyah, that is immigration, for the thousands of Ukrainian Jewish individuals and families. Next on the news is Charles Drew University receives $20 million from Mackenzie Scott. The Charles Drew University of Medicine and Science in Los Angeles has announced the $20 million gift from philanthropist Mackenzie Scott. The gift represents the largest private donation in the history of the university since it was established in 1966 
and is one of the nation's four historically black medical schools. CDU provides undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs and works to address several areas of health disparities through a multi-pronged translational research approach. Next is HCA Healthcare Foundation awarded more than $41 million in 2021. All these news are coming to you from the philanthropynewsdigest.org. HCA Healthcare in Nashville has announced that the organization and its foundation awarded more than $41 million to community organizations in 2021. The funding includes contributions made to organizations focused on addressing disaster relief, education, and high-priority community needs, as well as matching gifts in support of employees' charities of choice. Grants included $250,000 to Trista Greenview Regional Hospital in Bowling Green, Kentucky, after a severe tornado system struck the area. $60,000 in support of HCA Healthcare Inaugural Health Food for Healthier Tomorrow's Food and Nutrition Drive, which provided 240,000 meals in addition to 77,830 meals donated to colleagues and 52,000 meals funded by employees' charitable donations, and more than $5.5 million to 145 nonprofits in support of programs in the areas of health and well-being, primary care, and basic needs services, education, and the hearts. Panera Bread Foundation shifts focus to at-risk underserved youths. The Panera Bread Foundation has announced a shift in its focus to support and strengthen communities by investing in underserved and at-risk children and youth. To that end, the foundation has established three programs aimed at helping youth become leaders. In participating Panera Bread Bakery Cafe, the Give Change for Children program, we allow customers to round up their payments on in-store, drive-through, and digital purchases, including its self-serve kiosk, to the nearest dollar as a donation to the foundation. Last fall, the foundation issued a request for proposals, which recently provided inaugural grants to 17 nonprofit organizations focused on youth, including STEM coders in Pasadena, California, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Southwest Lusania, Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Flint, and Girls of St. Louis. The foundation also launched the Panera Dream Project, which helps the company's associates experiencing financial hardship to gain access to education, enhanced training experiences, and new paths to leadership and franchise ownership. Still on the philanthropynewsdigest.org, fundraisers confident about future giving, hiring, survey finds. Fundraisers are more optimistic about giving trends and prospects for their organization's future than they have been since the COVID-19 pandemic began in early 2020, a survey by the Association of Fundraising Professional Funds. 
conducted in last December 2021 and early January 2022, AFP's latest fundraising confidence survey asked fundraisers how confident they were about various aspects of their work and what they saw ahead in terms of trends and challenges. One asked how optimistic they were about reaching their annual fundraising goal in 2021. Respondents indicated an average confidence level of 8.04 out of 10 for reaching their 2021 fundraising up to 7.63 at the end of September 2021 and 6.52 in September 2020. In terms of raising more money in 2021 compared with 2020, the confidence level was 7.52 up to 6.59 in September 2021 and 4.89 in September 2020. Open Society Foundations launches $25 million Ukraine Democracy Fund. The Open Society Foundations have announced a $25 million pledge to launch of the Ukraine Democracy Fund. Over the duration of the crisis in Ukraine and its inevitable aftermath, OSF aims to raise a total of $100 million for private foundations, philanthropists, and the private sector. The fund will provide support for Ukrainian civil society groups, advance international efforts to defend Ukraine's freedom and independence, including providing resources for investigative journalists, artists, scholars and research and advocacy groups and fund humanitarian aid including help for those beyond the reach of other relief programs as well as efforts to bolster public health work protect and welcome refugees and assist with post-conflict reconstruction still on philanthropistdigest.org toyota commits 110 million dollars to pre-KG to 12 education program. Toyota has announced a $110 million commitment in support of driving possibilities program, which will provide education and community-focused programming. Driving possibilities will work to improve communities and get young people excited and prepared for the job market by creating innovative educational programs and improving access to opportunities where barriers exist. Founded in part by Toyota Motor North America and Toyota Financial Services, the Toyota USA Foundation Initiative will begin a phased rollout across the company's operational communities nationwide. The initiative is focused on PK, PK-12 education, building on Toyota's existing programs across the country. It is modeled on the PK-8 STEM school in West Dallas that recently began a phased opening. The STEM school, a joint effort of Toyota, the Dallas Independent School District, Southern Methodist University, and the West Dallas community, uses a project-based STEM curriculum, provides professional teacher development, coordinates local services, and is enhanced by ongoing research. Beyond the classroom, the program will include community engagement efforts focused on critical needs such as food insecurity, job training, and mobility services. 
Lowest commits $100 million to launch community impact program. Lowers has announced a five-year $100 million commitment to help develop communities across the country. Through the Lowers Hometown Program, the company will provide support to complete nearly 1,800 community impact projects, including 100 signature projects chosen from consumer nominations and nearly 1,700 projects selected through Lowers stores across the country. This year, in partnership with Point of Light, Lowers will select 100 projects as part of the project and partner with community members and Lowers associates to revitalize spaces such as neighborhood housing, parks, and community centers. It's also partnering with designer, author, and Emmy-nominated host Bobby Beck, who will serve as Lower Hometown's ambassador to execute this year's program and one nominated project will have the chance to be personally designed by Beck. Fountain House receives $12 million from Mackenzie's court. New York City-based Fountain House has announced a $12 million gift from philanthropist Mackenzie's court in support of its efforts to improve health increase opportunity, and end social and economic isolation for people most impacted by mental illness. To be deployed over an unspecified amount of time, the gift will support the organization's strategic plan, innovation in direct service, additional strategic initiatives, and core operations at its New York City base. Established nearly 75 years ago, Fountain House, the organization, developed a clubhouse approach to mental health assistance and has expanded to include advocacy for improved mental health policies informed and led by those most impacted by mental illness, research to strengthen community-based mental health care, and support for a growing alliance of clubhouses working together to develop, test, and scale innovations including virtual models of care. Moving further to community updates. After 39 years with Homeschool Legal Defense Association, Mike Smith has announced that he is retiring from his roles as president of HSLDA and HSLDA Action. In his words, I will continue serving on the HSLDA board and remain involved in the fundraising work. Mike wrote in an email to members, but I'm also looking forward to spending more time with my lovely wife, Elizabeth, and maybe getting in some golf too. Reflecting back over four decades, he and Michael Farris, now chairman of HSLDA's board, had co-founded HSLDA in 1983. Advocating for whom education has been his full-time vocation since 1985. Mike became president in the year 2000. He said that HSLDA's board has chosen vice president of litigation, Jim Messing, as a successor and is excited about HSLDA's choice. He, however, assured members that HSLDA will continue to build on its legacy of championing homeschool freedom 
so families can help their children thrive. The Arizona Community Foundation has announced the appointment of Lorenzo Cavas as Executive Director Education and Scholarship. He succeeds Joy Clean, who is joining Friends of the Children as Executive Director. For the past eight years, Cavas has worked as Arizona State University, most recently as Associate Vice President of Community Outreach and Partnership, and he previously served at other universities in the state. In California, the County of Santa Barbara, the California Office of the Small Business Advocate and the Santa Barbara Foundation has announced the launch of the Microbusiness COVID-19 Relief Grant Program, which will reward more than $500,000. Applications have started rolling in and will be reviewed on a rolling basis until the fund is exhausted. Eligible micro-businesses that are adversely impacted by the coronavirus may apply for up to $2,500 in funding. From Illinois, the Community Foundation of Central Illinois in Peoria has announced the establishment of the Ronald McDonald House Charities of Central Illinois, which will provide support for the local Ronald McDonald House. The foundation will invest the initial endowment so the fund will grow over time while also administering an annual grant distribution. From Lusania, the Greater New Orleans Foundation has announced the renewal grant totaling $1 million to 31 Black-led organizations as part of its Greater Together Fund for Racial Equity. These grants provide support to organizations that provide leadership in eliminating inequitable systems and building wealth for African-American families. To date, the fund has awarded a total of $2.45 million to Black-led nonprofits as part of its commitment to distribute $3 million over three years. And from Maine, the Maine Community Foundation has announced the appointment of Deborah Elwood as its president and CEO, effective at the end of June. For the past 12 years, Elwood has led CF Leads, a Boston-based national network of community foundations. From North Carolina, the Foundation for Black Philanthropy, an affiliate of the Foundation for the Carolinas, has announced grants totaling $40,000 to eight local nonprofits as part of its 2022 grant-making cycle. Recipients include Aspire Community Capital, Caring, Money Magnet Club, and She Built This City. In Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City Community Foundation has announced the first recipient of its OKC Get Fit grant to improve Oklahoma City's ranking as the unhealthiest city in America. Established last year, the OKC Get Fit grant program is dedicated to inspiring residents to engage in fun, physical activities that will improve overall community health and wellness. The five recipients are the American Lung Association, Girls on the Run Central Oklahoma, Love Grow Life, Oklahoma Humane Society, and Positive Tomorrows. From Pennsylvania, the Exposure Artist Program, a new art funding initiative, 
at the Pittsburgh Foundation has awarded the first round of 12 grants totaling $215,000. The grants included $130,000 in support for individual artists and collectives, $70,000 in transformative justice grants to Black, Indigenous, and people of color artists working at the intersection of art and activism. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. And $15,000 to artists who have never before received foundation funding. From Rhode Island, the Rhode Island Foundation has announced grants totaling $1.375 million in support of organizations working to improve behavioral health across the state. Recipients include the Center for Health and Justice Transformation, One Neighborhood Builders, the Strategic Prevention Partnership, and the Woonsock Health Equity Zone. Also from South Carolina, the Community Foundation of the Low Country has announced grant application guidelines for approximately $520,000 in funding from the Blue Fund, ARPA, SLFRF COVID-19 Fund established by the Town of Blue Fund. In Texas, the Dallas Foundation has announced the recipient of its 2021 Community Impact Fund Grants Program, which provides support to organizations aligned with the Foundation's Community Impact Framework. Recipients include Batman Lake Together, Bunting Farms, RevGen, and the Dallas Innovation Alliance. And lastly, on our Community Updates section, is the news coming from Wisconsin. The, the Greater Green Bay Community Foundation has announced that Teresa Wolfell, the Vice President Donor Engagement and Strategic Communication, will retire and will be succeeded by Anita. On the spotlight today is from fee.org with the headline, Why College Degrees Are Working Against Many Job Seekers by Isaac Morehouse. And it reads at those. Would you rather hire someone who ran a marathon or had a college degree? It turns out the story most young people have been told about the value of degrees on the job market is not true, and it's getting less true every day. The famous venture capital firm Andresen Horowitz developed a framework for evaluating which entrepreneurs were most likely to succeed with their startups. One of the strongest indicators was being a college dropout. The courage and out-of-the-box thinking needed to overcome social pressure and quit school was a bullish sign. All of this signals that a college degree doesn't do a good job of signaling employability. In fact, choosing not to get one can be a better signal. Employers routinely report that college grads lack basic skills they look for in new hires. In fact, 
Less than 10% of employers think colleges do a good job of preparing students for the working world. A lack of useful skills is only part of the problem. Graduates are saddled with debts, often taught absurd ideas from professors disconnected from the real world and encouraged to see themselves as victims. That is why college alternative programs often boost placement rates of 90% or better immediately upon graduation, while just 40% of university students have job within three months after graduation. Young people prioritize real-world experience, self-directed learning, and creating an interesting life for themselves are increasingly sought after over those who do the normal collecting. What began as a counter-signal for startup foundations and high-tech jobs is spreading to more and more roles as hiring managers discover the best traits are better correlated with opt-outs than the college educated. The most dynamic companies need to see more than the same piece of paper everyone else has. And here is the news coming in from examiner.org and it says, um, Riverside students, Ukraine, fundraiser, support her home country. The Riverside local school community recently came alongside one of their students to support a fundraiser for humanitarian relief for her home country, Ukraine. Dasha came to the United States last year and is a junior at Riverside. Her parents are um, Steve and Olga Maid. Dasha and her mother went to visit family earlier this year and were in Ukraine when Russia invaded. They recently were able to be evacuated and returned to the ground. Dasha created homemade Ukrainian candies that she sold at school. Um, the fund raised will aid Ukrainian mothers, children, and orphans for assistance in helping others evacuate the country. She exceeded her goal of raising $500 in Riverside. Dasha and her family wish to thank everyone who helped in this effort. And this is coming from Yahoo News. Schools scramble millions of dollars spent upgrading air quality during COVID-19. The airborne contagious nature of COVID-19 has seen Southwest Ohio schools focusing on improving building air quality, not only for this pandemic, but for those possible in the future. Schools in the North Cincinnati and Greater Dayton areas have been collectively spending millions of dollars, much of it from federal COVID-19 relief money, on improving air quality since the month following the onset of the pandemic in March 2020. Overall, Ohio school districts plan to spend about $500 million of the state's total $6.5 billion in federal COVID money to upgrade ventilation systems, said Mandy Minnick, the spokeswoman for the Ohio Department of Education. The motivations are tied to pandemic prevention measures painfully learned two centuries ago. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group. 
educational resources to help reach your goals. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store. Welcome back to the show, Education in the News. I am Ty Bartolania, and I'm filling in for Pamela Clark. Um, moving next, we'll be looking at um, space-inspired symphony performance inspires young minds. This is coming from LimaOhio.com. The audience was full of families with excited kids as the lights of Veterans Memorial Civic Center dimmed and the um, Lima Symphony Orchestra began its program with John Williams' Star Wars main theme. The program was a joint affair between the orchestra and Wapakoneta's Armstrong Air and Space Museum. After the opening piece, Andrew Cross, the coordinator of the orchestra, engaged with the audience asking questions about space and Wapakoneta native Neil Armstrong, the first man to walk on the moon. Cross shared that Armstrong was a musician, played the euphonium and several other brass instruments growing up. While they began the next piece, John Philip Sosa's Star and Stripes Forever is screening above the stage, played a slideshow of photographs of Armstrong. The visuals were done by Modomedia of Lima. The concert had a special appearance via video of Logan Rex, the curator of the Armstrong Guest and Space Museum, with a puppet named White Green. Cross interacted with Rex and Green to help tie the theme of the concert to space education and history. The puppetry was led by Charles Hughes. Children learn facts about Neil Armstrong, ranging from underwear the astronauts wore to the plane in which Armstrong got his pilot's license at age 16. In another news, Leffenwell leaving Noble Local. After nine years serving as Nobel Local School District Superintendent, Dan Leffenwell is stepping down. He said in his words, and I'm quoting, I am resigning my position as Noble Local School Superintendent effective July 31st, 2022, pending um, the approval by the East Central Ohio Educational Service Center Board, where I'll be employed as an executive director of special projects and student services. He further said, this is certainly not a decision I make lightly. I am extremely proud of the work our noble local team has accomplished over the past nine years, and I'm certain our district will continue to grow and excel because of the expectations and vision we have all worked collaboratively to create. Leffingwell was named the 2020 Ohio Superintendent of the Year by the Buckingham um, Association of School Administrators, expressed praise and gratitude towards the NLSD School Board. Also from news5cleverland.com, Mentor Schools is receiving some help with getting its students prepared for life after graduation. The district just received a 200,000 grant for its job training program geared towards students with disabilities. 
The program is called Cardinal Works. It's a job training coordinating program that teaches life and employability skills to adult students with disabilities between the ages of 19 and 21. In quotes, we focus on communication skills in the workplace, self-regulating emotions, social skills, and also employability soft skills and hard skills, said Cardinal Works Intervention Specialist, Sarah Bigler. Students at Mental High School are referred to the program after consulting with their parents, teachers, and administrators. The length of their time with the program depends on the student's needs or until the student turns 21. The program consists of several components, including classroom, instruction, and working in the program's daily living skills lab, where students can learn how to do tasks such as laundry, washing dishes, and making a shopping list. Students also do baking and cooking in the lab on Fridays. Coming from Middle Web Smart Brief are some um, stories about middle graders. Fourth grade students make um, donate blankets as part of their social emotional lessons. Um, fourth grade students at Akmetonia Ele Elementary School in Penn made handheld fleece blankets for donation to area people in need. Students measured and cut the fabric, then worked together to tie the fringe, says teacher Meredith Cooper, who noted that students have created 15 blankets this way. Also, middle graders are mentor at Colo Reading Center. Students and adults are learning to become proficient readers at a reading center created by Colorado's Pueblo Employment Community Empowerment Community Development Corporation. Former public school teacher Mayetta Brown assesses each student before they work with middle schoolers who are skilled readers and have been trained by Brown to work as mentors to younger peers. Also, um, hospital sees increased health, mental health issues in kids. Dr. Um, Jennifer Katzenstein, the Director of Psychology, Neuropsychology and Social Work at the um, St. Petersburg John Hopkins All Children's Hospital, is seeing a 30% increase in children struggling with mental health issues and suicidal thoughts. She said prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, one in five children experienced a mental health condition and that has increased as the pandemic continues. Also, um, Liberian students learn both paper digital skills. Students at an Illinois middle school are learning to use the Dewey-Decimal um, system to find books and earning prizes for locating words in an old school dictionary, says um, Liberian Syria Rafalotswiz, who blends paper and digital skills in lessons in the school's learning library. Sarah, who has certifications from um, Nusela and PBS, says she conducts book talks with monthly um, themes and encourages students to get creative using art and craft based on their learning, such as loom weaving for Hispanic Heritage Month. Also, um, after-school programs in um, Nebraska teaches Lakota lessons. A group of Nebraska middle scholars are learning Lakota with the help of college student Bianca Spotted Thunder. 
During an after-school program, Spotter Tonda, who is taking courses at Oglala Lakota College in South Dakota to become a certified Lakota teacher, play games, engages in art and craft, and other activities to help the students learn the Lakota language and culture. Um, uh, programs aim to encourage students in computing technology. A program led by the National Center for Women and Information Technology is training school counselors to encourage girls, students with disabilities, and those from other underrepresented groups to explore computing through workshops, field trips, and other activities. The goal of the Counselors for Computing program is to foster interest in the field among students so they may consider it as a career, says Terry Hogan, um, the NCWIT president and chief technology officer. Um, coming from vidney.com, healthcare for children inside regional schools to expand. Akron Children's Hospital has been awarded a $3.9 million Ohio Department of Health grant to expand its school-based health centers. This is a program that began in 2019 to use schools as a convenient way to provide health care to children who may not otherwise have access. The grant money will allow Akron Children to expand its school-based centers in districts already on board, Warren City Schools, Sebring Local Schools, Witham Exempted Village Schools, East Palestine City Schools, and Akron Public Schools. Governor Mike DeWine said $25.9 million would be awarded to 136 new or expanded school-based health centers throughout Ohio. In addition to hiring more staff, the grant money will allow Akron children to purchase telehealth um, equipment for each school building. Using this state-of-the-heart equipment, the nurse practitioner is able to hear heart and lung sounds and see in uh, and see in the child's ear, nose, and throat for a few exam, even if she is not physically present in the building where the student is sick. TPS adds more female students to aviation um, school. Inheritance boxes help kids share knowledge. In Cathy Dawkins ELA classroom, seventh graders pass along what they've learned to future classes via this inheritance box project, part of a literacy plus history unit that also teaches collaboration and promotes student choice. Katie says at the end of any unit, the opportunity to access and celebrate students' learning are being portrayed. One of our favorite um, projects each year comes at the end of the historical fiction unit where students create what has been called inheritance boxes. The boxes are filled with artifacts, letters, and objects that help the teacher access the skills they have worked on developing during examination of historical writing, that is, non-fiction comes into play too. The boxes also provide an opportunity for communication between students across grades. Here is the end of today's show, Education in the News. Barbara Bullen will be having a show on the history and issue of civil rights at 5 p.m. on Sunday, Eastern Standard Time. Um, also, Tai Bartolania will be having a show about issues affecting youth on Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Join us every Wednesday also for Education in the News, a pre-recorded show at 6 p.m. Eastern that Time. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com.